It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey guys, it's Emma. And Maggie. And welcome back to another episode of Love You Bye. Today we are joined by a very special guest. As you guys may know, if you follow us on YouTube and Instagram, we always post our workout videos with our trainer, Mike, and Mike is here as a guest on today's episode. We're so excited and we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, how Mike got into training, how he started his career, his tips for fitness, health and wellness, and answer some of your questions at the end as always. But first, we're going to start off with our peak and pit of the week. This is our weekly tradition where we share the highest and lowest moments that happened to us this week. Okay, Mike, you can start with your peak and your pit since you're the guest. Uh, of course. I appreciate y'all having me on here today. I'm really excited to talk about health and fitness, right? Since it's such a, a complicated topic. But my peak this week was Annalise, my fiance and I, we've been really, really busy and we blocked off time uh, to cook together. We made a really, really, really delicious meal together this week. So I'm really happy about that. And then my pit was earlier in the week, I woke up with a lot of like work anxiety. I was really uh, overloaded with things, but I got out of that pit by just, you know, taking a few breaths. I meditate very often. It's cool to look back and be like, all right, that was my low, but I was able to get out of that. And yeah. I love that. You were very optimistic. My peak of the week, honestly, is that it's snowing today. I love the snow. I've been like waiting for the snow to come because I feel like we've had none this year and I'm just so excited about it. My infrared sauna got set up at my house. So I did that today for like 45 minutes and it felt really, really good. I don't have a pit. Maybe the pit is that I didn't work out as many times as I would have liked this week, but it's okay. My peak would probably have to be, um, I got to sleep in my own bed the other day just because I've been away for almost like, well, not almost a week for like a few days, like five days or so. But you know, the feeling when you come home from a trip yeah, and you just, this first night when you sleep in your bed and it's just so cozy. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy about that. I like it's my first trip like coming home and like actually like being excited to come home because I never want to come home from trips you know and then my pit would have to be my phone broke last night and I was a little stressed out but I got a fix so it's not really a pit anymore because everything's okay but I was just so stressed because I have a lot to do for work the next like two days before the month is over that's all you got it done okay well let's get on into the topic It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, Mike, I'm so excited. So do you want to give the listeners a little background about yourself? I feel like before you get into the story, like your background, I think that it is important and funny to say that we went to college together. And that is how like we all met. Just to give a little bit of background, because I always get questions like, how did you and Mike meet? Like, how did you find him as a trainer? And we went to Bridgewater State university together and we were what two or three years apart we're two years apart yeah two years apart and that's how we became friends and we just stayed in touch after college and then once you became a trainer in boston and i moved to boston we started training together yeah it's so funny right we go from like partying in college to like (laughs) talking about fitness every single day but um yeah we had a bunch of mutual friends um i started working three days after i graduated from bridgewater and then I think you moved into the city maybe, what, a year or two after I started working? And I forget who reached out to who, but we would always talk. We're friends, right? And then I think one time I was like, girl, pull up. Let's get a workout in. And then here we are five years later, huh? Isn't that crazy? I know. It's so crazy to think about. We always talk about, like, our first workout together. And Mm -hmm. it was five years ago. And just from then to where we are now, it's really cool to just, like, look at the bigger picture and look at it as a whole. But where did you grow up and what made you like want to be a trainer like were you playing sports when you were younger always into fitness like tell us about like your life before you got into personal training yeah totally so I'm from Milford Mass which is Central Mass Um, and funny enough I mean I played like in-town basketball when I was a little kid but I didn't really play organized sports right until right before high school Um, I would always be outside though. I was always active, you know, play manhunt and like tag and ride bikes. But it's really fascinating because people were like, oh, you played college basketball. You must must be playing all your life. But I I made the freshman team freshman year and then worked really hard and grew from there. But um, yeah, I started the whole health and wellness journey because my freshman year basketball coach, he was our health teacher. And I was super fascinated with the body and I got injured in high school. And I also had family members who had a lot of health problems. So I'm like, all right, it's not that they have those health problems because they want to, they just don't know how to take care of their body. So I found health and wellness really interesting. I loved my health teacher, my coach, who's an awesome guy, he still is. And I wanted to be that problem solver for my family. So I started, you know, doing my own research and I was like, all right, this is awesome. And initially I actually wanted to be a phys ed teacher and working with kids is great. I love working with kids, but there's a difference between like teaching a kid how to play soccer and helping uh, a 35 year old mother lose her weight after having a baby and being pain free and moving around. You know, there's a, just a difference in understanding goals and having different goals with like a general population of people that are a little bit older. But yeah, here we are. I started three years. I mean, three days after I graduated and. I'm what, five, six years out now, and I love it. I love my job. I don't even feel like it's a job. When I train y'all, like, I gotta give you guys props. It's super fun, we're blasting Drake the whole time, we're vibing, but at the same time, it's 
it's work, you know what I mean? Like we're getting, we're there, we're getting results, but at the same time, it's a good time. And I feel like that's why it's really enjoyable because every day is just a fun day to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, and what I like the most about our training sessions together, like you said, is that they're just so fun. And I feel like, although like we are getting in a really good workout and we're always progressing and like getting shit done, we do have so much fun and you always make the workouts like not intimidating at all. Cause I feel like sometimes it can be intimidating to work out with like a personal trainer and like you think that they're just going to be like yelling at you the whole time and stuff, but our workouts are so fun and like I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of trainers need to, to find the happy medium and, and meet the person in the middle, right? Some people enjoy that boot camp style. Yo, let's go, go, go. But then some people, right, they're very anxious, they're nervous. Being in a gym or just working out in general isn't their forte. So you want to be able to meet that person in the middle, match their energy, and that's how they get to trust you and enjoy the process. Exactly. And how did you first get started being a trainer and reach the point that you're at now? Because I feel like... It can be intimidating for some people knowing that they like want to be a trainer, but they don't know where to start. And I feel like you have just taken your career really to the next level, which we're going to get into later in the episode. But yeah, how did you get started and what steps did you take to get to where you are now? Yeah, of course. Um, If there's anybody in college listening, uh, the best thing I did was intern, 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 because I found out what I didn't want to do. Right. Like I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. I did it and it's it's a great job, but I just didn't enjoy being around people that were hurt all day, right? Like there's positives and negatives to each different realm of work, but um, I was really lucky. The hiring manager at Equinox that I uh, applied to was actually a Bridgewater alum. So we vibed out. We had like the same professors. So I was really lucky to get that job initially because a lot of the trainers there are older. They're like 30 something. I'm the little 20 year old. Um, but yeah, I started working at Equinox. I really enjoyed it. They actually pay for your educate, like continuing ed. And I feel like regardless of what you do for work, continuing your education is super vital to like get better. Um, so yeah, was at Equinox for four years, top a hundred trainer out of like 5,000 trainers. I think there was at the time, statistically speaking, I was doing like 160 sessions some month. Like that's a lot of hours. And then even though I was doing that, working 14 hours a days, I still felt like I had enough energy to help more people. So people started hitting me up on Instagram, being like, hey, can you write a workout plan here? I was like, oh, wow, like this online coaching side of things. It's cool because I can help a lot of people without having to be present one-on-one, right? Because you can only do so many sessions. So I started doing that. And then right before COVID hit, I had my first fitness app already out a month before COVID hit. So then everybody's stuck at home. So then I had like the whole online fitness realm already tied down a little bit. So I was doing in-person, online, and here we are. I still have a healthy balance. Um, I love the people I work with, but most of my work now is online coaching and like coaching people through their habits and weight loss and all those type of fun things. Yeah, that is so funny. I forgot that when COVID had just started that is when your first app came out remember we used to do uh instagram live workouts yeah and we used to do the live workouts and i know a lot of people were using your app during lockdown like when Mm -hmm. all the gyms and stuff were closed um and now you just relaunched your app yeah so i launched a new version of it so the first one was amazing um and now we have a secondary one that's completely created by a fitness company Uh, I launched it end of January and we have a few hundred people on there already. Um, And I just can't wait because it's it's awesome. It's just I get messages from people in like Turkey and Europe being like, hey, killing your workout this morning. I'm like, what the heck? Like, it's really crazy to see the effect 
that new human and I mean me and all the coaches underneath me and everybody having that positive effect to help people live happier and healthier lives one workout at a time. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. And I feel like you have a really big social media presence like on your Instagram and on the new human Instagram and it's like community now and it's really cool because a lot of people like get to know each other from it and people who follow along and also people who work out with you or with the new human app like they get to see other people's like progress and results through social media so it's like a lot of connecting different people that like wouldn't normally know each other which I think is so cool I love how I'll post somebody working out and they've never met one of my other clients and they'll be like every story they'll reply go maggie look at that oh my god that's a pr like they know that without even knowing you right and that's super cool that other people are following the journey and i post all those things because it motivates people right like there's plenty of times where i'm like all right i feel lazy as hell like i don't feel like working out i'll see a story of somebody getting after i'm like all right shit like i gotta get after it too you know what i mean so it's just cool to see whether that community is in person or digital community in itself is just super important to anybody to their mental health their physical health all that fun stuff yeah and i feel like it's inspiring to also like having a community it, like a workout community because then like you said like if you see somebody working out it'll like inspire you to get your workout done or even if you're like going to a workout class like I remember when we used to do well I used to do soul cycle and we would do SLTMA and we would like go to the class like same classes each week and like the same people would be there so like you kind of got to know everybody and then it just like puts you in a really good routine but what are some tips that you would give people who want to become a personal trainer but they don't know where to start and just like strategies on how to get clients when you're first starting out because well you started off at equinox which is like i feel like in my opinion like equinox when i look at that gym it's like the best of the best and like you said like you had a connection there but are there any like pieces of advice you could give somebody on how to start if they're interested in like how to get clients. Yeah, definitely. So you'd be surprised at how many trainers worked at Equinox that didn't have a degree in exercise science. And the reason I tell you that is because a lot of it you can learn and it's about being personable and also learning the knowledge. So when I was in college, I used to shadow a bunch of my friends who were trainers and that's what really made me love it because I, I saw the connection that they were having with the individual. So I'd highly suggest shadowing people that are already in the position you want to be in um, slash try to work at a gym, right? Equinox, Lifetime, those are like two big chain gyms that are like top of the line. And they taught me how to manage my own business, how to market, right? Like it's one thing to be a trainer. It's a second thing to to learn how to run the business itself, right? Because it's not just training. You have to learn how to get new clients. But yeah, I'd highly suggest working at a gym, shadowing people and then when it comes to getting new clients let your work speak for itself right like concentrate on quality of service when you do have that one client whether it's your friend your boy or your significant other your mom whoever it is train them practice with them get really good at it and then the results are going to speak for themselves other people are going to come out i haven't reached out to anybody to become a client of mine in three plus years and i've had more than a full roster right so a lot of people they just got to understand that quality service will lead to more business if that makes sense 
Hi guys, just taking a quick break from the show to hear from our sponsors at ZocDoc. So it's obvious that we're still in the throes of winter and people seem to be getting sick left and right. Instead of Googling your symptoms at first sign of sickness or texting your friends, try ZocDoc. With thousands of medical professionals at your fingertips ready to listen and give you actual medical advice, ZocDoc is there for you when you need it most. Trust me, don't waste your time Googling all your symptoms. It's not worth it and it's low-key scary. Instead, ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and the experience you want and they listen to every step of the way. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. Choose from thousands of patient reviewed doctor profiles, upload your insurance and then get the care you need. It's that easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash loveyourby and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash love you bye now back to the show okay we're gonna switch things up a little bit and start to get into fitness and health and just wellness tips overall and what advice do you have for people who want to start working out regularly but don't know how to build the right routine and I feel like this is something that I like used to struggle with so much like I just like would always want to get into a good workout routine like after I stopped playing sports and I just didn't know like what to do or like where to start or anything like that. Yeah, that's super common. You just mentioned it right there. A lot of athletes after high school, they've always had a coach to sit there and tell them, all right, do this, do this, do this. And I can't even count how many people after high school, after college sports, they have no idea what to do. And it's because health and wellness is such a complicated topic because there's so much information out there, right? Like some things are kind of true, but they're kind of not. So it all depends on the individual. But the biggest thing I would suggest is following a routine that is sustainable. Some people are like, all right, I'm going to make this life change, hit the gym five days a week. And then after week one, they're done. Right. And we don't want that. We want something that's sustainable because if you can't see yourself starting this routine off, it's not going to be sustainable. So I highly suggest working out at most, lifting at most twice a week and getting like cardio, like getting three workouts in a week, whether that's a cardio, a class, looking up a very simple 20 minute bodyweight workout. um, That's an easy way to get into the fitness realm. You don't need to get a crazy gym membership and be at the gym for two hours a day. Like I have plenty of people who literally work out two, three times a week and get results because they're they're novice, they're new to the, the workout realm. You know what I mean? So I'd suggest trying to work out three times a week. And if you can sustain that for two, three weeks, great. Move on and try to elevate it if you can sustain it. You know what I mean? Sustainability is the key word when it comes to starting a routine. And do you have any workouts on your app that you would recommend for people who are starting out that like want to start a routine? Like if you could put together like a week of workouts Mm -hmm. using the workouts from your app, like what would you recommend if they became a member and say starting with like three days a week, what three workouts would you recommend for them? Yeah, 100%. The app does have a little beginner program. Say for example, someone's like, all right, I really wanna make this life change and I'm committed and they can work out four or five times a week. How I'd break it down would be, if you're lifting less than three times a week, I'd suggest a full body workout, right? Cause you wanna stimulate a lot of those muscles multiple times a week. So we'd start off with a full body workout, right? So like a very simple version would be squats. Uh, we can hit some push-ups. 
We can do some core work, right? A very simple way to break down your workout is lower body, upper body, core, and then circuit, uh, circuit through that. And then do the same thing on the lower half. And then your body's probably gonna be sore. So I'd suggest doing cardio or doing a class on Tuesday and then doing the same full body or doing a different full body workout on Wednesday. Maybe Thursday can be an off day or like a stretching day. And then Friday can be another full body workout. That's one of the best ways to start off with your fitness journey because a lot of people will go too crazy. They'll be super sore and they can't work out the next day, right? So I'd highly suggest starting simple doing like 20, 30 minutes. And then when you feel good, right? Like Maggie, you go on the, you go to the gym on the weekend sometimes, your workouts, 20, 30 minutes. Most of the time, once you're at the gym, you sustain and you go for longer. And then you're like, wow, I feel good. I'm gonna keep my workouts going. You know what I mean? But setting that threshold and having the mental, the mentality of, all right, I'm just gonna hit the gym for 20, 30 minutes. And if I feel good, I'll stay is much better than, oh man, like I gotta go to the gym for 70 minutes. Like that's a big part of my day. So it's all about mindset and setting achievable goals initially, you know? What do you think is the biggest mistake you see people making when like wanting to start working out? And like biggest misconception people have about fitness. So the biggest mistake I would say is they start off too hot, right? I've mentioned this a lot so far because it's a very common thing. People are like, wow, I'm feeling good. I'm gonna I'm hit six, seven days. And it's like, I don't even hit six, six, seven days and I've been lifting for years, you know what I mean? So just making sure you're not going too crazy. You're not doing anything that isn't sustainable, right? If you can find a workout program that is simple and you can repeat it for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and you're like, okay, then you progress. You always wanna start at a place where you can progress, 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 not, oh man, this is way too hard and then regress and feel super discouraged. That's so true because I feel like when people, well, I mean, I've even been in a position like this before, but you think you need to work out every single day of the week. And it's just like, you really don't need to do that because it's stressing your body out by like forcing yourself like right in the beginning to like work out every single day. And then also it's not good for your mindset. Like it really is important to just progress and take things slow at first. Balance is everything. Like you just mentioned, some people are like, I need to get to the gym. It's like, no, rest is just as important. Sleep is just as important. Your mental health is just as important as moving weight. And I feel like a lot of the time, like during our sessions, like things that we've all talked about together is diet and how your diet plays like a key role in like your fitness goals and just like seeing goals, achieving them. Um, so what advice do you have on how to build a, like a healthy, sustainable diet? Do you have any tips? Yeah, 100% nutrition is super important. The number one message I want people to start thinking about is nutrition is like food is fuel. Like you shouldn't think of food is like, oh man, I gotta be like scarce with what I need to eat to lose weight. Like I have plenty of people who are eating six, seven meals a day and losing weight because they're eating balanced meals. They're eating whole foods, you know what I mean? But yeah, when it comes to nutrition, you gotta identify what your goal is, right? If you wanna gain muscle, that, that's the, like your number one goal, then you're gonna be eating more high calorie meals than somebody who wants to lose weight. But when it comes to losing weight, it doesn't mean like be super scarce with your food, right? Like you still wanna have whole balanced meals and the biggest tip I tell people if they want to lose weight is when they're having their lunch, their dinner, you want to have a fine balance on your plate. A very simple way to eat less calories is half the plate, make it vegetables. A quarter of the plate, make it some protein. A quarter of the plate, make it a carb, right? People think they have to cut out carbs to lose weight. And sure, Americans eat a lot of carbs and that's why the whole stigma of like, oh, I got to cut carbs out. But carbs are not the enemy, it's energy. You should eat carbs. But to a certain extent, portion control is everything. So learning proper portion controls and having balanced meals for like lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever it is, 
uh, is key for everyone. We talked about it in our session on Tuesday, but what was the thing that you told me about like eating more protein is going to make you like leaner and then if you have car like more carbs is where you're like if you want to like grow your butt because a lot of girls I know usually like want to grow their butt so like didn't you say like having carbs is very important for that 100% yeah yeah so okay let's break it down a little bit so you got fats carbs and proteins those are your macros and each of them have different responsibilities we'll just concentrate on carbs and, and protein for right now the most important factor is how many calories you have but if you're trying to tone up, you know, look lean, lose weight. Having a lot of protein is very important because protein, it helps your muscles recover. And we want our muscles to recover because when they recover, they come back stronger and bigger. And then if you're trying to gain weight, it's easier to have a lot of carbs because carbs easily digest, right? People can have bread all the time and not feel full. So it's very easy to eat more food. With protein, generally, digests a little slower in your stomach, so it keeps you fuller for longer periods. So that's why when people try to lose weight, they always recommend protein, protein, protein. And it's because it's big part of muscle recovery and it keeps you more full, right? But regardless if you're trying to gain weight or lose fat, you should still be eating a balanced amount of carbs, proteins, and vegetables. Um, the biggest key, if anybody's out there who, who likes to calorie, uh, count their calories or mac track their macros, uh, what I suggest people is if they're trying to lose weight, about 35, 40% of your diet should be protein. If you're trying to gain size, trying to grow your butt, make that at least half your diet has to be carbs, right? Carbs are so demonized, but they're not bad for you. I have carbs every day and I'm pretty lean. I have people that are really lean that eat carbs all day. You know what I mean? It's it, all about portion sizing. Yeah. And finding what's best for you also and just your goals and everyone's different. So I guess you just got to see like what you want your goals to be and then go from there. Yeah. And if anybody who's listening right now has a question about how to, you know, start off their fitness goal, please reach out, right? We'll link my Instagram on here. You can DM me. I answer all DMs because I'm here to help. I'm here to help people because that's my goal. I want to, I want the world to be as healthy as possible because generally when people are healthier, they're happier. And when people are happier, the world's a better place. You know what I mean? So please reach out if you have any questions. There's no such thing as a bad question, right? Like that's how you learn. You shouldn't be afraid to ask. Yeah, exactly. I love that. We asked you guys on Instagram to leave some questions for Mike. So we're going to go through those now. First question is, what do you tell your clients to stay motivated and disciplined? That's a good one. Um, so motivation and discipline are two different things. And if you're feeling motivated, ride that high, ride that wave. I think it's super important to be motivated, but motivation doesn't come around very often, right? Like how often do you have like a hundred percent workout, right? Like motivation isn't the foundation of being consistent. Discipline is, right? Remember when we used to go to the park, to Mokley Park, like right as the sun was rising on like a Monday morning, Y'all weren't motivated to do that. You guys were disciplined. Y'all were like, yo, we got to get this work. We're going to get that work, you know? I swear the workouts that I feel the best after are the ones where I'm like, I literally did not want to go today, but I'm so glad that I did. Yeah, you overcame that motivation deficit. You just weren't feeling motivated at that moment. But guess what? You were disciplined. And to create discipline, you need goals, right? Like Maggie, how, literally on Tuesday, we were communicating for 45 minutes during our session, talking about new goals to set, about how you, you, know, you want to get those 
those five pull-ups. You want to be able to squat this, do that, right? Like having goals to work towards instead of being like blind when it comes to fitness journey or anything in life, creating those goals will then allow you to be disciplined. So discipline is the number one factor, not motivation. Next question someone sent in saying, why do I feel like I'm eating healthy and working out, but I don't see results? I think the best analogy I could use is if you're familiar with bodybuilding, a lot of those guys will have like the same five meals every day for like months on end. I don't suggest that whatsoever, but just for the simplicity of the analogy, let me explain. So those guys will have like chicken, rice and broccoli for like multiple meals, but they'll eat chicken, rice and broccoli to gain weight. And they'll eat that meal as well to lose weight. So what I'm trying to say is portion control is everything you can eat healthy, quote unquote, but eating healthy does not mean you're eating the proper portions for your body, right? Like I know plenty of people who have chocolate every day and they're still pretty lean. And then I know people that have quote unquote healthy meals every single day and they're at a plateau. There's no such thing as healthy and unhealthy foods though. I want to get that like out of the way. Like I have chocolate, I had chocolate right before this. I love chocolate chips, they're great. There's no such thing as bad chocolate chips. It's just understanding how much of it you should have in comparison to your goal. I wanna stay lean, so I'm not gonna sit there and have three bags of chocolate. I had a handful, great, it was a portion, awesome, I loved it. But I think the biggest thing is addressing your portions and going from there. Yeah, and also I feel like when you, if you're in the mood for something, because we've been saying chocolate this whole time like chocolate and you're telling yourself like I can't have that because it's unhealthy and it's going to ruin my fitness goals first of all it's not I feel like it's not going to ruin your goals at all and then it's just going to make you want it more and more and more so like when you do I don't want to say cave when you do finally eat it like you're going to have way more than if you had just satisfied that one craving right then and there think about it like this if you have one salad it does not make you the fittest person in the world If you have one double cheeseburger, it does not mean you just gain 10 pounds of fat, right? It's not that direct. And like you mentioned, if you're craving something, sure, if you're trying to lose weight, yeah, you need to be disciplined. But if you really want something, go eat it. Just be aware of how much you have, and then that craving will go away. That's much better than depleting yourself from chocolate or wine. And then as soon as you have the moment where you can drink wine or do whatever you're gonna do, listen to your body is the number one thing. Listen to your body, see what you're craving, go from there. So next question, does cardio ruin strength training benefits? I've heard that I shouldn't do both. So the short answer is no, not at all. But the long answer technically is yeah. So what I mean by that is when it comes to cardio, everybody should have a fine balance of strength, cardio mobility, right? Like during our sessions, we always spend time stretching. We always spend time lifting and sometimes we'll go at a faster pace to get that cardio going. But generally speaking, where cardio can potentially hurt you literally is say you're running three days in a row and then you go do a leg workout on Thursday and your legs haven't recovered. Like sure, that can increase the likelihood of you getting hurt, but that's just because you haven't recovered. Like I've ran multiple marathons. I've coached multiple people during marathons and they've still gained a lot of strength even though they're running three, four times a week, right? And it's because they were properly fueling their body to the extent that they needed to be able to run and work out. So most people are not at that position where they're doing so much cardio that it's like depleting their gains in the gym. Once again, if you wanna be the strongest person in the world, I wouldn't go run three miles before you go do a leg day. You're gonna be a little tired, right? But there's nothing wrong with doing cardio during your lift or or after your lift or before. I love doing a little warm up that gets my heart rate going. I feel better and stronger. And then sometimes I'll end my workouts with something faster. And I do that all the time. And I'd say I'm pretty strong. You know what I mean? So 
Um, cardio does not ruin your strength gains if you do it properly. Next question, if you were only able to recommend one movement or exercise, what would it be and why? Trap bar deadlift or a deadlift, but trap bar deadlift because a trap bar deadlift, it's very easy to learn compared to a regular barbell deadlift. And it works your glutes, it works your hamstrings, it works your core, it works a little bit of the front of your legs, your quads, it works your back. That's why so many people can deadlift a lot of weight and it's because it activates a lot of muscles with that movement. If you don't trap bar deadlift or deadlift in general, like that's one of the best top two exercises to grow your butt. A lot of people, right, they're worried, oh, I don't wanna grow my legs too much, but I wanna grow my glutes. That's a great exercise because it primarily works your glutes and your core and a little bit of hamstring. It doesn't really work your quads that much. So trap bar deadlift. And then once you become advanced enough and you feel comfortable enough with good form, I'd suggest progressing to a barbell deadlift. But y'all know we do them all the time. We did the last workout, we did the workout before. <laughs> you guys are like, I'm done with trap bar de or deadlifting, but deadlift, 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 definitely. I love them. I do too. And it really does. I swear. I literally feel it in my core yeah, when too. we deadlift. Like it's such a good exercise for your abs. Yeah. So there's something called compound exercises and we've talked about this, but compound exercises basically are exercises that you work mul multiple muscle groups at once. And technically, if you have that, you know, I've been seeing it on TikTok a lot, a lot of that mind to muscle control, right? What mind to muscle control is, is understanding how to properly use your muscles throughout a movement. So if you're just going like flopping up and down, you're not really using your muscles, but Maggie and Emma, like the other day, one of you, I forget who said like, let's slow down during the deadlifts when y'all were both doing deadlifts and you both felt it a lot more. You felt it in your glutes, you felt it in your core. Not saying slower is better, but when it comes to form and developing that mind to muscle connection, you do want to concentrate on the movement and the form. And when you do that, you're like, oh shit, like I feel this in my abs big time. Something so important that we always talk about in our sessions is being more conscious of making sure that your core and your abs are always like engaged with every exercise you do. Because the core is the fundamental place or like the baseline where all movements come from, right? If, if your core isn't activated and you're doing an upper body exercise, it's not gonna be as strong. If you're benching, if you're squatting, if you're deadlifting. Like imagine if you were deadlifting with no core activation, your back was all like hunched over, like that wouldn't be good. So always think about your core. You're always working your core, especially when you're lifting. Um, so yeah, but also there's a time and place where you're supposed to do crunches and bicycle kicks and leg raises. Like there's benefits of both. There's nothing wrong with doing either, but having a fine balance of compound exercises and those isolated exercises is gonna get you the best results. I have one question that I saw this like reoccurring in my question box, but we don't have it written out right here. A lot of people are asking how to specifically like grow your glutes or how to specifically only like lean out your legs, but still grow your butt. Can you explain how you used to tell us this all the time? Cause Maggie and I, right when we first started working out with you, we were like, we want a big butt, but we want to be like lean and stuff like that. But can you explain how you got to like work your whole, you explain it. Cause I'm not going to explain it well. Yeah, totally. So technically speaking, yes, you can do exercises that don't target your quads, which is the front of your legs as much, right? So there's two types of movements for your lower body. There's lower body push exercises. So think like you're pushing your body away from the ground. So like squats, you're pushing away. Lunges, you're pushing away. Those are gonna work your leg muscles in the front. Not saying you shouldn't do that because those are two of the most important exercises to grow your legs and your glutes. But when it comes to glute specific movements, deadlifting, hip thrusts, um, what else? 
different weighted banded movements, right? Like we always do banded warmups and those types of exercises help activate a lot of those glute muscles to then when we go to the heavier lifting, we're able to really get that mind and muscle connection because we already feel the glutes firing. So then it helps you grow your butt. But the biggest thing, like I was mentioning earlier, if you want to grow a muscle, you have to train it multiple times a week. So I would highly suggest if you're not deadlifting, hip thrusting, squatting and lunging at least twice a week, you're gonna have a hard time growing it because muscles grow because when you work out, you technically tear them a little bit and then your body recovers them and they come back bigger. And also you have to eat a lot of food, right? People are afraid to quote unquote bulk, but bulk does not mean get fatter, right? If you're eating in a proper range of calories, it's gonna be like a Goldilocks zone where you're working out, you have enough energy, you don't feel tired because you're starving yourself and your butt's growing, you know what I mean? So I'd highly suggest deadlifts and hip thrusts would be two of the biggest exercises you should be doing at least two to three times a week. And it doesn't have to be with a barbell, right? We do dumbbell hip thrusts all the time, dumbbell deadlifts, kettlebell deadlifts. Those are all easier regressions than the barbell that help grow your butt. So yeah, frequency and proper stimulus are the two biggest factors to growing your butt without having to grow your legs a little too much. And what is the best type of workout if you're looking to get really toned and turn your fat into muscle? Let's bring that question back a little bit just so people don't get confused. Um, there's a saying, right? Like, oh, I wanna lose fat and, and you know turn this body into muscle. Uh, but fat doesn't turn into muscle. Fat is stored energy in your body, right? Fat isn't bad. Some people think aesthetically having too much fat can be bad and also having too much fat can affect you health reasons. Yeah, fat is an energy. So if you eat too much food, your body can store it as multiple things, one of them being fat. But when it comes to best types of workouts, it all depends on you, right? I think a fundamental or like something that should be at the bottom of the pyramid is definitely strength training in some capacity, right? A lot of people are afraid to, to hire a coach or work out by themselves. And most group classes are primarily cardio but at least learning how to strength train with weights is a great way to start. And then once you get comfortable, then going back to what I was speaking about earlier, doing like heavier lifting by yourself, like you don't have to complicate it. You can do two, three exercises when you go to the gym, hit like three or four sets each and your body's gonna feel it, especially if you're new to the gym. So yeah, I think the best thing is strength train, and do your cardio, have a fine balance, at least lift two or three times a week, do a group class once or twice a week. Y'all do Pilates, right? So any type of anything, like it depends on your goal. They wanna have strong cores, guess what? Pilates does a great job strengthening your core. But if you wanna lose fat, Pilates may be great, but if you have fat covering that, that muscle underneath, you probably wanna concentrate on your nutrition, right? Cause crunches and bicycle kicks, they're not efficient at burning fat that's covering your stomach. You can't choose where the fat is burnt off, but if you lose that fat and you're developing those muscles underneath, then wow, you get that whole toned look. And that toned look uh, generally requires a lot more lifting than people think. And the next question is actually about eating healthy. So what are some healthy meals to make when trying to lose weight, like easy healthy meals? So Annalise, uh, my fiance and I, we have maybe like three or four go-to meals and they all have the same concepts I was mentioning earlier where we have some sort of vegetable and like a lighter carb and a protein. So one of my favorite things I like to make is ground beef stuffed in, in, in peppers. I don't know if you guys ever make stuffed peppers. Another one, right? If you don't like having red meats, you can have, I love air fryers. Air fryers are amazing. You can also use an oven. You don't need to buy an air fryer. But from start to finish, we have a rice cooker. So we literally put the rice in, 
we put the, the salt, the garlic, salt, and then boom, press our button, rice is made, and then we put the salmon in the oven. We don't even do anything, it took five minutes, and then it takes like 10 minutes, 20 minutes to make, but it, eating nutrition, like eating healthy meals does not have to be boring, and it does not have to be hard. And I'm gonna plug this in right now. My app has over 200 meal recipes that take less than 10 minutes to make, and they're under 300 or 400 calories, right? Like, you don't have to starve yourself to be healthy. Have nutritious meals that have vegetables, fruits, Carbs, proteins, you know what I mean? Do you have a healthy recipe? My favorite easy healthy recipe, I think... I love getting the rice from Trader Joe's, like the white rice Mm, that you microwave. It takes three minutes, like if you're not in the mood to make rice. And then I like cutting up peppers and onions and sauteing them with like some olive oil. And then doing chicken or like protein of choice. You could do like ground beef. You could do chicken. You could do steak. And doing like Mexican seasoning on it and then putting lettuce, avocado and pico de gallo and making like an at home chipotle. And talking about tacos, I have tacos all the time and a a nice little tip. So I don't know if anybody likes Greek yogurt. If you've never heard of this tip, you're probably gonna be like, "Eh." but, but add Greek yogurt and substitute your sour cream for Greek yogurt. That's what our mom used to do. Last question, which I think is talked about so much on the internet right now with TikTok and Instagram reels and YouTube with all the different platforms. TikTok especially, I feel like it's just an information overload and we talk about this a lot at our sessions. But how is training women differently when it comes to like their hormones and stuff? Because they're is a lot of talk right now on TikTok about like working out to sync with your cycle and like you should not do these types of workouts during certain times of your cycle and stuff like that. And what is your opinion on that? So first I want to say I'm a guy, right? I don't get my menstrual cycle. So who am I to tell somebody who gets their menstrual cycle what to do, right? Listen to your body. But when it comes to, to training women, generally speaking, in general, it's not that different, right? Most people want to lose fat, gain muscle. So on a workout stance, it doesn't really change. But when women do get their uh, menstrual cycle, it completely depends on the individual and it completely depends on their goals, right? This girl that I'm thinking in my head right now, one month she was on her menstrual cycle, she lifted, she deadlifted like 300 pounds, no biggie. And then the next month she got her period again and she was like, listen, I'm bloated. Even during my stretches, I can't really work out that much. So guess what? We adapt. We change the workout to see how she's feeling that day. Like I've been seeing a lot of things on TikTok where it's like, all right, on day one, do this day two. But guess what? I know you have plenty of friends whose menstrual cycle is not the same thing. Some people get bloated. Some people get really dehydrated. Some people do this, do that. There's no one way to properly train. But generally speaking, women are more fatigued when they get their menstrual cycle. So what I always tell everyone is try your hardest. If you feel like you're doing great, cool, continue on. Keep going with that intense workout. If you're like, hey, I'm not really feeling too good today, guess what? Tone it down a little bit, right? It all depends on you. There's no one right way. Think about professional athletes as an example. They don't take a a week off because they have their menstrual cycle. They still are able to compete and some can compete better or worse during their menstrual cycle. It all depends on the individual. There's no right or wrong. Number one thing is just listen to your body. You can still strength train during your menstrual cycle. You can still do cardio. You can still jump and run, but obviously listen to your body. I love that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the 
we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, well, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. And thank you, Mike, for coming on the show. This was so much fun. And I know that everybody's going to be able to take away such great, valuable information from this episode. And if you want to plug your socials, let everybody know like where they can find you and all of that. Yeah, so Instagram's the number one, uh, or my website, joinnewhuman.com. But on Instagram, my personal Instagram is M-O-A-R-E-S-3, Morris3. And then the new human Instagram is new underscore human. And then it's the same things on TikTok. I think it's Mike.Source, and then it's new.human. But uh, before we get off this, I do want to say one thing. I want to give you two props. And what I mean by that is we've been working together for four or five years, and I think something that a lot of people can take away from what I'm about to say is even if y'all are traveling for a month or if like Emma's gone and then Maggie's still here or if you both are gone, I have never had to worry about your health and wellness journey because y'all are so consistent because you've learned how to probably take care of your body. You guys have learned how to properly eat. You guys know how to properly balance your workouts, right? There's been plenty of times where Maggie's in Miami. She's like, hey, Mike, can you look over this workout? How does it look? And it's a simple workout and you still get it done, right? Like having that consistency and that balance when it comes to training is so cool. And I feel like some trainers, their goal is like, all right, you have to only work out with me. But I think the coolest part about my job is that my goal is to get y'all to succeed without me right? Like if I disappear from the earth today, I feel like y'all will be healthy for the rest of your lives. And I think that's like mission complete, right? You've learned enough to take care of yourself and it's dope because people don't need me, but they still want to train with me and work with new human and all that fun stuff. So kudos to y'all. I think the biggest thing is being consistent and being balanced and listening to your body. And y'all are amazing at that. So love you guys. I'm really appreciative of all the things things you guys have learned. Oh my gosh, you are so sweet. I know we've loved working out with you too. And it's just been such a great journey and we've learned so much and I'm excited for some of the listeners out there to join New Human, start getting in in the workout routine for the new year in time for summer. And I know that they're going to love it. Yeah, I think the best thing uh, is join the app. The app's amazing. It's perfect for anybody that's trying to start off Um, their fitness journey or if they're trying to elevate their fitness journey especially for people that used to be athletes and you need some guidance there's multiple coaches i'm on the coach i talk to everybody who's on the app so feel free to join the app you can access that at joinnewhuman.com and you guys can obviously follow me and emma on social media my instagram maggie mcdonald youtube tiktok all of that and mine is emma mcdonald on youtube tiktok and everything instagram all of it don't forget to subscribe and listen to our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you guys next week love, love you bye, bye.